Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the marketing minds at doyouconvert.com, where we talk about the current state of all things digital and how they impact home builders and developers around the globe. We're not here to sell you. We're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. I'm Kevin Oakley, and with me today, as always, is the ad doctor, Andrew Peak. We are here, episode 146, with Jackie Lipinski. Hello, I'm back. You're back. Kevin's oh, back. I'm... Everyone's yeah. back. We're all here. Second trip of the year. Ooh. First trip to visit a builder partner. Back to Tejas. Uh, and they actually said that I can, as we were driving around, Eric, who was on the show before, said, you can talk about anything you want to anything. on the podcast from this trip. Yes. Eric, are you sure? And he didn't <laughs> qualify that. that. That was near the beginning of the trip. So he didn't come back later and be like, I didn't mean that. So good. it's all fair anything, game. Anything goes. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, uh, a whole bunch of stuff to get into, and one of the strangest story time segments I predict that we will ever have had. So let's just dive right in. And you guys don't even know what I mean by that. I don't even know. I'm nervous. <laughs> I always like to keep everyone time. on their toes. All oh, right, Jackie, goodness. you want to start us off? Yeah. So just this week, I got an email from a builder titled, Help, Please. And basically what they were just looking for, what is marketing doing? What are the data points year over year, month over month? And, and what can I show my management team? And so I think just coming back around of just make sure you understand Google Data Studio um, free. It's a great place to upload your data. It's a great place to utilize for year over year, month over month utilization of comparing um, communities, overall traffic, spend where things are going. And it's also a great place to just send quick screenshots so you don't have to dive deep into your analytics for upper management because they don't need to get into the weeds of details. Sometimes they just want quick snapshots. That's like the cheat code there is like, you get to filter everything that will distract them to go down some weird rabbit hole. (laughs) Exactly. And make your life possibly miserable for a few hours trying to deal with something. And this particular person who's asking for help is a VP of sales who also happens to have marketing report through them. And Mm -hmm. so- it was not the person I, that you would expect to necessarily have it all at their fingertips to begin with. Yeah, that's that's the best part. I, I can't think of how many I've made quite a few like one-off reports that are used all the time, and it's like four columns, like in a table. And you're I like, mean, this is all we need. Some, yes, that's all yeah, we want. Some, like, that's it. Thanks. Yeah, there's some reports you only reference every quarter, and and I think it's just okay. Like, just make sure you have that at your hand in case someone's like, where do where do where is this stored? It, it's right here. It's always being updated because we created it once, and just having those resources is key to I think shooting quick bits of information up to upper management. And you're right, not get distracted by the the busyness that is little details yeah. or why is there a spike email? You know, it's just like don't, would you, don't would hyper you look focus. at that? Would you just look <laughs> at it? Like, no, I don't want to look at it. Oh man. So that's, that's my quick story time. There's a fun story. Yeah, I got a fun one. And Kevin, I swear there's a phrase you use and I'm butchering it. When we think about content or any message that we're putting out there, we, it could either inspire someone, it could educate mm-hmm. someone and I don't know, take action is the next next one, but I like take action. So I was talking with someone, this was a few weeks ago and it's just about messaging or like, Hey, we're pushing this thing out. And I'm like, well, after they clicked the ad or the post, like where did they go? And it's like, well, we don't really want to like have them like be fully, um, like taking all this time on this topic that we want to talk about. But so we're just going to put it on the thing. I'm like, well, they, we need to like finish the story. So if it's like, we're educating a message, in this case, it's like, we're still here. We're still doing this. We're still building. Do we send them to a page that's made just for that? Do we send them to like a blog post that's kind of related to that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just made like, we need to be clear on what we're trying to communicate. Otherwise, it's just like, I don't really get it quickly. That's yeah. the thought. I'm thinking the person's viewing it on Instagram, Facebook, Google display ad, or an email. They'll just delete it. It's like, okay, this is just noise. Other than like, here's what I want to say to you. It's either going to inspire you, educate you, or help you take action. Mm -hmm. And then here's the finishing message where we lead back to the site and it's continuing that message, which is definitely, that's the hard part because you go like, oh, we have this pretty banner ad or graphic we made. We really have to have the equivalent 200 to 500 words in the site that's spread out and could take hours to write or get approved by different departments. And I'm like, yes, I think you, I think you need all that. Otherwise, like you put that message out there and it doesn't do anything. Like it's not fixing the issue that you have. Here we yeah, go. with rare exception, we don't, we don't want to make something that is so irrelevant or unimportant that we don't actually have a preferred next step for the customer to take. I mean, we should at least 
plan that out, right? And that yeah. I just pulled yeah. up the book real quick because it made me think of the there's an old classic. I'm not I'm not sure that how relevant it is anymore, but it was related to website design at the time, um, called Don't Make Me Think by Steve Krug. You just just tell me what to do. And and still we yeah. we find issues with that where there's a good looking web page from a content perspective, but we're not seeing conversions and the builder's like, I don't know what's going on. And you're like, well, you're not telling them what is the next step to take if you want to buy this or if you have questions about what you're looking at. Those are the two main calls to action we want on every page in addition to the general call to action, the floating face, whatever. And again, that's in normal times. So that's the other thing as you were saying that I was like, huh, this might you might get a hall pass because there may be some things where you want to uh, have exposure to the customer for, for, with a message, but you don't mm -hmm. necessarily want everyone to become a lead or to ask a question or to really do anything other than yeah. browse the site. Educate. Yeah. Or take, yeah, they don't, they yeah. Don't, not everything needs to have a call to action as far as a form fill or like reach out to you. But if it's like, say you like, Hey, here is how our sales process is changing or here's something mm -hmm. like just having it too simple is, I don't think that's the way to go, especially when things are changing. Like it might need this fancy content piece just to explain explain it and, and give some comfort and the second yep. half of my story is it seems like there's tons and tons of interest in growing instagram's account and your instagram account because one i think it's like marketing slowing down ads are being turned off so we need something that makes us feel good and i think it's a good idea anyways this should have been focus may not the focus but it's it's an important thing to do when you get that 10,000, you get a swipe you up. Get, you get the swipe up. Yeah. I want the swipe up. I'd Unlock. Be, like doing things. I don't think I'd ever get 10,000 because there's not 10,000 people in that would have ever <laughs> want to follow me. Like it's okay. I get to 700. I'd probably like, yeah, I got it. feel good. Right. I, I feel good. And I was, I follow a few like of the cliche, like kitchens of Insta or whatever, but they have a ridiculous amount of followers and it's just pretty pictures. But this morning I realized I'm like, Oh, this is like the cheat code to like what angles, what lighting, what shots, all this, like just steal exactly what they're, they're filtering the best pictures on Instagram or they're taking money from people that want to promote their, their building. Right. And then, but the pictures are still worth, you know, they're, they're seeing pictures all the time. Like just steal those, like the angles, uh, don't take the pictures. Obviously, Andrew, but like just also... take the content, like this angle, this, that, that, and just do it yourself. Like. You might be like, I'm not original. Like, who cares? Like, there's nothing I, original. Yeah, I had a meeting with the builder this week and uh, we were looking at their photos. I was like, oh man, those are great renderings. And, and Bryce was like, Jackie, that's that's their photographer. It blew, <laughs> I was like, no, it's, you know. And then we like real. looked at the photos together. They said they flew their photographer. It, just such a great eye wow. really makes your photos worth it. And it was just blowing me away that this photographer was just like, every photo was just yeah. so impactful. And when it's worth it, they said, yeah, we fly them out. We, no one's better. And if you could, and if any builders listening and they can one, obviously just, you need the content first. So just try to replicate those. But if you find a photographer who's able to capture those graphics for you, like, I don't want to say yeah. pay them whatever they want, but just, there's nothing more valuable than I think having yeah. amazing content for I, filling every. We haven't even gotten to where I, concur. I thought we were going to go, but this but is, I, we're, we're already going off the rails. This, this is, this is, quasi, this is off the rails. 360 discussion happening right now. Um, so, so you're both absolutely right. Cause Andrew, I saw your post and, and your kind of yeah. add on to that was get, get yourself, get yourself some good gear and learn how to just follow those angles and, and take some yourself. Jackie's coming from the perspective of eh, if you have the time and team. Well, like, yeah. So I will, know, I was just going to say, I, I'll I just feel moderate like this, this is great. This is perfect. fine. Let's yeah. argue. Yeah. We because should, I'm, this is like clash of the Titans. We should, this could be like, well, where's All Will? Where's new? Dennis? <laughs> oh yeah, I'll do I'll do me and you fighting graphics for this um podcast. Yes. Um I I disagree because I feel like you can't you know, I think my my name is Jack. Jack of all trades, the finish of that is master of none. You can't do everything. And I feel like a lot of marketing professionals like to think that they can do everything. And a lot of builders who are managing them want their marketing person like, "Oh yeah, well we pay them that, they should be able to do everything." But that's the whole I think point of hiring someone who knows when they need to throw in the towel, even I think marketing mm -hmm. professionals, Kevin, we work with sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, we say, just say, uncle, we'll help you with these elements, changing your ads. Don't sure. think you need to do it all. And the same goes, I think with getting out, photographing, um, videography, you, the amount of hours wasted that they can 
concentrate on honing their actual marketing skills when those other little details of marketing can be done by other people, I think this is, is so much fun. Oh, uh, I can't wait. This is this is like this is great. No, we got like wait. Let me finish because I have one more thing. Because there was a marketing person who was driving me. She's great though, but it was just I felt so bad for her because she's like, oh, am I not supposed to be in charge of shoveling and scheduling the model home for snow removal? I'm like, oh my god, no. Like, but it's hard to kind of once you admit that you can take on those things to get them off of your shoulders. And I think that's a huge problem too. So you, as a marketer, as a good marketer, you say, yes, yes, yes. And then you're like, oh God, I can't do it. So to summarize it, if you have the time, Andrew, and you're good, time. go for it. And if you, if oh, you have ready to, realize, to summarize yet, we oh, still yeah, have summary. Summary. Okay. to be done. Okay. My, my rebuttal so, would be, oh, go, oh, Kevin, you'll jump in. Well, I just have one question. What state oh, are yeah. we talking about that's flying in a photographer from somewhere to take pictures? Oh, I mean, it's California. Okay. So yeah, you got to put ca- a big asterisk there. That yeah, California asterisk, money. California, is California money. When your average sales price is <laughs> 1.2 million, you can fly people in. That's all. Yeah, that's funny. So the, the rebuttal to that would be, I think pictures are a big asset. It's not a small detail. So we definitely need them to be great. And I think the frequency and just randomness of like, hey, that that home is done. It's closing tomorrow. I have four hours to get it done. It just got cleaned at one o'clock or whatever time it is. Yeah. Coordinate the photographer might not help. And here, you know, it's a fun part. I've never worked at a builder. I've never done this. <laughs> so <laughs> I, get, I get to like talk out of out of both ends of my mouth. But then so naming names, Ananta Iwe. He, I saw some pictures he took over the weekend of a beautiful project on the Potomac River. And I'm like, what camera did you use? He's like, well, I took him my iPhone and then I sent him a box brownie. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, they look amazing. But then I didn't, we were super busy on the call. But I'm like, if he had a legit camera, not saying an iPhone doesn't take good photos, but like a legit camera with a legit wide angle lens, et cetera, et cetera. And then he sent that to box brownie. I know it's in their budget. They could do it. I don't know if he wants to carry that around. He probably doesn't. So that'd be perfect. Or I'm thinking like another builder who went viral on TikTok, like she needs real equipment. She's already has like this skill set towards that, towards photography and video. She could probably be an assist for the social content, not the one going and shooting like the 50 pictures of the whole home, but like, okay, I want to grow the account. Like here's, I need five kitchens and I want this kitchen, this kitchen, this kitchen. Here's my angle, whatever it may be, that might be more appropriate for Instagram versus appropriate for the website where it's the more standard photo. But yet you're hundred percent correct. It needs to be the right person. If you're a single member marketing team, is that even a mm-hmm. thing? Like yeah. single member LLC. You're not a team. If you're, if you're not a team, you're not. if you're a team yourself, like you, you do need to protect <laughs> you're you can't say yes to everything. It, yeah. But, but you do, but then like I think this as we progress into content is extremely important. I think the importance of having that skill set is starting to creep up a little bit versus two, three, four, five years ago. So yeah, and I, um, but it I think what distract you, you from budget management, budget reallocation, doing the big picture things yeah. that directly touch sales. I think you even made fun, a great point in terms of yeah, you can do it, but also like, do you see how Andrew recommended? But then send it off to Box Brownie to shine it. Yeah, like it, it, it can't just good. be. I know, I know, professional mm-hmm. real estate photographers who used to spend four to five hours getting photos of a home, and now they spend forty-five minutes to an hour tops. And then just send all the pictures to Box Brownie. Yeah, hundred percent. Why, why would you bother yeah. getting the perfect angle with the perfect everything when you can just send it to them and they fix it? As long I as would, you're high enough resolution to begin with and you're getting the basics done. However, yeah. Jackie, I can play, I would. I I don't know if I would ever fly somebody in, but I would find the best local photographer um, around me to take pictures of a certain type. If it's an image that's going to go as a hero image on my website and likely be used in digital assets. And, 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 and it's, you know, a model or somewhere where I have control of the scene. I'm definitely going to pay for a professional photographer to get those particular shots that need to be awe-inspiring or, you know, basically carrying the brand on their shoulders as much as anything else. Then, yeah, you're going to do that. But in terms of a ratio of all the pictures I have are only taken by professionals versus I have no professionals, you have to have a mix there, which is why I was so excited to see you both fight from originally the extreme <laughs> angles because the, the answer is usually in the middle somewhere of you've got to have this this hybrid approach. And there might be years where you don't do any professional photography and that's okay, but then you might do two sessions in a, in a quarter 
but I think what's interesting to me about it is whether or not you snap the picture is not as important as understanding the eye. Because at the end of the day, as a marketer for your company, you're the one curating what goes on the site and what doesn't. Yep. And so that's the interesting point. I think the most interesting point to me, Andrew, is using, if you're not a design-oriented person, because there's people in marketing who are not design-oriented. You know, Jackie and I both happen to come from a design background. Yeah. So we have an eye for what looks good and what doesn't look good. But someone might be like, you know, today we were talking to someone and their happy place is just Excel. Like she goes, whenever I get stressed out and I don't know what to do, I go to Excel and I start <laughs> building like out stuff. And I was like, I got a song uh, about that. Yeah. It's like a, or a nightmare for, for, <laughs> for the other half of that. <laughs> that group still listening. sounds like a, that's a nightmare. But for that person, yeah. if they feel for, for any person, if they feel underqualified to know what the look is that they need to give direction to a photographer, whether that photographer is professional or internal, like even the world's best photographer, I wouldn't send an email and a check for 20 grand and say models at this address, go shoot it. Let me know what you got. Right. Someone would show up and say, let's talk about what, what the, what the goal is here. What are these going to be used for? And that's that direction is what kitchens of Insta or whatever might help you understand. Yeah, I think it's kitchens of Insta. Yeah, 1.2 million followers. The, the angles and the colors and the lighting and, and everything else that you want to try to take advantage of. Yeah. I mean, we would even direct our photographer where he's like, all right, you know, I do 30 photos. I was like, great. 10 of those are the kitchen. Don't the empty bedrooms. Mm -hmm. Don't waste yeah. your time. If, yeah. if we had, if I had to choose. And I guarantee I just... you without that direction, most photographers would say they would get the perfect shot or two of the kitchen and then move on because mm -hmm. they got the best kitchen they can get. So now let's, let's, that's not what our goal is as a, as a curator on the For site. Sure. Yeah, well, I'm not I'm about that up. I, almost, <laughs> yeah. I almost didn't bring it up because I'm like, I get eh, so passionate. Yeah, this the, is uh, so it's, it's good. Yeah, Dennis and Will and uh, Elena. Who else has participated in Class um, of Titans? I before? forgot her name, but she's yeah. economist at Zillow um, or something. She was fine. She came uh, from Zillow. Um, yeah, I feel like she had oh. short hair. She was mm -hmm. really funny. I need to look it up on the internet. Well, we're so here, sorry. Here, what your here's name what we're will do find to all these people. Uh, you just heard the first uh, unofficial Clash of the Titans segment. Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll start bringing in. <laughs> we don't always need to have a guest. Sometimes we can just bring someone in to fight. And I think that's that's exactly what's going to start happening. Okay. So we just introduced one new segment, Clash of the Titans. The second new <laughs> segment is Kevin's not going to let you get away with it. But I, I am going to, because I'm not going to name any names, but there was a large builder this isn't even story time yet. That's what I'm saying. We may not get to the news. Quick so. distraction. Lucy <laughs> Waltman from Zillow. Oh, Lucy. Yeah, not an economist. Lucy. I know Lucy. Lucy is economist. the one who makes See, it all happen. She's in charge really of anything. all of new construction right now. I know Zillow. she's fun and she has short hair. So oh, I got yeah. the important parts right. Yeah. She Lucy. drew a fish at the Seattle Zillow event. She's, I was she's just thinking hoot. like, why in the world would we have invited an economist to come talk? At what is her title? Edutainment say. session. That sounds like they would have been the odd person out. If you like, have you ever seen an economist try to make a joke? It, it doesn't usually land real well. Anyway, VP, VP new construction. Yeah, I was, I was pretty yeah, off. Big deal. <laughs> so there was a builder who about, a month ago now, did a big old press release. Uh, National-ish builder. Yeah, national. We'll call them a national. So they're, they're one of the big guys or gals. And big, I don't mean big in that way. I just meant large as in many states. They sell a lot of homes. Jackie, you can note that. They sell a lot of homes. So they made this big press release on LinkedIn and other places about it. We solved the buy and design online process. It's fixed. We did it all. Done. Wow. I was, thought to myself, wow, that's um, that's surprising. Oh. I wasn't seeing that happening that, that quickly. So I go to check it out. The exact community that they're featuring in all their screenshots, I go to it. And there's maybe, let's just say, 12 to 15 home sites that have a green color on them. So that means you can click on it and design and buy your home. And I click on it and it lets me see the home site premium and the floor plans that will fit. You can pick a floor plan. I'm like, okay, so far, fairly standard issue, but this is just the beginning, right? And we're going to design the whole house. I'm getting excited. And then I can choose the elevation that I want. Hit next. And it says, here's your total price so far. Uh, this is as far as you can go. Would you like to reserve this home for $0? I'm thinking- Zero, <laughs> wow. That's uh, nice. 
one, I haven't really made any choices that most any interactive home site map on any builder's site would probably let me make most of these decisions or an interactive tool like rendering house or a new go, et cetera. But that was the first shock is you kind of over promised here and under delivered. And I've had this conversation with a couple of folks who, you know, if, if you're a boomer, that was cool and interactive to you, but, but the millennials and Gen Z's are like, wait, no, you promised me design and buy online. What the heck is this? This was just making two choices and then getting stuck here. And so just expectation setting and how we communicate what is about to happen, I think was the first lesson to be learned here by this group is there is zero reason to say you can do all this stuff here. We fixed it all. It's now possible. That thing you never thought you could do. Instead of you could, could have just said, begin your new home process here. You can accomplish the first two, two steps of the process online become more educated about your, whatever you want, but just don't over promise and then get to that point. Then, then, then there was 15 pages of disclaimers roughly as I kept scrolling. It might be 28, it might be 12, but there's a lot of disclaimers. And then at the bottom, it said, this reservation doesn't count for anything basically. Um, Unless we respond to your request for reservation, it doesn't count. So we could still sell that to anyone else we want to. And then there was no promise of a of a time frame that I saw of when they would respond. So who knows how, how that would work. And even if they did accept your request, if you didn't get fully pre-qualified by their in-house lender within 24 hours, they still could sell the home to whoever else they wanted to. So there was all these conditions of this isn't really a good reservation. It didn't prep you in the main pop-up of like, get all your financial stuff in order because you might have to run to get pre-qualified. It, that was it. It was just fill this out hit reserve, but in essence, really nothing was happening. It was a lead that had a home site, a floor plan and an elevation that they preferred attached to it. But that was it. I was like, huh, well, all right, let's at least watch and see what happens. So I go back to the community page the next day and I hit refresh and all the, all things are still green. This is their example. Community was a community in Dallas, Texas, which is kind of a, a hot place right yeah, now. Kind of. <laughs> so go back, nothing. Go back the next day. It appears to me that they're all still green. Go back the next day, like a week, almost nothing has changed that, that to, to, to hmm. what I could look at. I was like, that is really weird. I mean, if any of our builders had a site map that said, here's 15 home sites that you can reserve, at least half of them would be gone. Yeah. You yeah. would imagine. Yeah. And then about a week and a half later, um, I refresh and all of the green dots are gone all at once. I was like, oh, wow. Well, maybe, maybe they're all reserved now. They've just had to turn off the system entirely. And there's just a big old thing at the top of the screen that says, um, join the wait list or the wait list is full. Sorry. My wait list. Wait, we reserve stuff on, I thought wouldn't, I just, yeah. Complete and utter disaster. Uh, and I don't know all the stories behind it. We don't work with this builder but it was a complete disaster. And now, now they've, they've gone, they've got a whole new process. Uh, <laughs> so sounds very stressful working here. I just oh can't imagine. Sounds I can't imagine. Super it's a stressful. complete cluster. So announcing the release of new home sites for a particular community. And it, it's got a link to go back and explore the community. Uh, now taking highest and best offers. And there's just basically like an intern took the sitemap and used Microsoft Office red circles or PowerPoint circles. And the circles aren't even, I'm a designer. They're not circles. They're, they're not even they're centers. Over. They're like, no, oh, just, they're not centered over the, yeah. Like so, they're just like put on sloppy. Yeah. Casually, yeah, yeah sloppy. Uh, Mike Lyon would tell you exactly how many pixels those were off. He has two superpowers. One is anything related to really? audio. And the second is like pixel specific things that are not centered. That's weird. Uh, this whole thing <laughs> is a disaster. And then it says there's a minimum bid amount for each of these home sites. It doesn't tell you on this literature that they've created what the actual price is of any of the floor plans that you would put on there. So you can imagine if you got an email in a highly competitive market, Andrew, that said you can start bidding on, on this particular home on home site 67 and the minimum bid is $135,000. I would say some words in my head. I would not say them out loud that were bad. Well, there's um, two ways that you could go. One is, holy beep, uh, that's not very much money for well, a whole house. If you, if you didn't talk to a salesperson who's like, here's how the home site premiums work. 
here's the like right. and, like give you some context of like which why we is know this we know from from many different places people don't read or understand everything that's in front of them especially yeah. when they're trying to move quickly because they're either overwhelmed or they have high urgency so you skip through this thing you could quickly think that your minimum bid on the entire home and home site package even though it does say to their credit that you're going to bid on the home site is $135,000, you're going to have some people who are just already lost. I think by including the address on there, it, it makes it not right. as clear instead of just home site number one, minimum bid X. Right, right. Because yeah, I agree with you. But then they have an out kind of like the 15 pages of small text is like, well, click here to take you away from this screen where it has the exciting stuff that you think you want to do and go read a whole bunch of frequently asked questions uh, that again, from experience, a lot of people don't read that does later on explain all the things they have to have, which is 20% down, including the price of the home and the home site premium, a uh, whole bunch of other things, uh, by the way, highest and best it says in the frequently asked questions, highest isn't best. We reserve all rights to decide what is best and our decision is final. So there's just so much ambiguity here already. And then it just says, highest and best offer submitted by April 26th. Click here to get to the form. Now, this part cracks me up because without looking at exactly how much revenue this company brings in, I'm guessing it's it's a couple billion at least. Okay, couple billion dollar company doing a highest and best offer bidding system. You guys ready for this? I know I, I said this to you earlier, but, but I'm guessing no one's clicked on this link. Guess I what pops up? It's better be a, not be a Google form. It's a survey monkey okay. form. Okay. Oh my gosh. It's better than a Google form. <laughs> oh, I, so uh -huh. this one, is legally binding. This one thing monkey. we know, and there's an article that will be live by the time uh, this is out on the blog. Don't let anyone and everyone bid on homes. It needs to be through some curated qualified list. If they're, they need to either be reviewed by your in-house lender first. I, I don't, I don't, you, you do you, you figure out what that thing is. But if anyone in their grandmother or grandfather could come on to a survey monkey form and just say, here is my offer. You're, you're not, you're not making an offer. You're filling out a form and newsflash people are lying right now because they're so stressed out. So yeah. someone from California moving to Texas, Hey, I'm good. I'll pay hundred grand over asking price. I have a bankruptcy from 12 months ago. Is that a problem? <laughs> let's just, let's go through the process. They'll tell us if that's a problem, honey. Yeah. They'll tell us. I don't understand it. I really don't because the, you can't argue that this company can't create or it, use a real tool. This doesn't feel legally binding enough for no. me to feel like I need to provide like accurate data because I, uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting a yeah, little... Yeah, and if you want to change your bid, you know what you do? Just make a new bid, according to the, <laughs> to the fine print. You put in a bunch of bids. I, mean, I hope it sends you... I didn't fill it out. I'm I'm guessing you don't get a copy of what you submitted either. Oh. I don't yeah, know. You usually don't with surveys, like survey with survey seems monkey. like, like someone's, someone had a... Real, obviously, upper management had a really good idea. And then they're like, all right, just quickly, quickly. You have 24 hours. Yeah, in, yeah. well... I, but I also just like, what, what's a, what are small free programs we can use to confuse everybody? Go. Uh, I feel like DocuSign and has saying, all of these. And by saying highest and best, why couldn't it be best? Because someone's, you know, $200,000 offer is not the same as someone else's $200,000 offer. And I think mm -hmm. they put in here that they're comparing, oh, well, you know, it's, it's just like a resale home. It's not just like a resale home. Like you're confusing Well, you everybody. can use a similar process, but why are you using existing homes or used homes as the justification? That's, that's the part I don't understand. Okay, so it gets better. So you have to submit your bid by April 26th. By April 28th, they will start notifying the winning bidder. And then you have 24 hours to schedule an appointment. And then you have to execute the purchase agreement within three days after the initial appointment. So here's the other thing I, I don't understand. And I think it's because they're trying to do this with pre-sales, not with homes that are like, at least my understanding is because I can't really tell from anything here. I don't think these are on inventory. It's new builds. Which that's a whole other problem be because I'm telling everyone here, the average consumer is willing to overbid on an inventory home because they want to get, they want to solve their pain and get into that home. And there's a more clear process of, of how quickly we are going to get there. 
if I'm going to close on a home 12 months from now, many consumers are going to be thinking to themselves, well, by that time, the market may have normalized. And I can hear people's reaction already listening to the program. Yeah, but my home is $500,000, Kevin, is not going to go down to four eighty just because the market normalizes. I hear you, but you're making them bid above that price. So if someone bids a hundred grand over that and they know they're not going to move in or get the home for a year, in their minds, they can't justify that that home will be worth what their bid is because it's not solving their current pain. It's solving a much further away future pain. And if the market comes down and that home is only worth 520, now they're, now they're losing. And that's why yeah. we've heard it's from a- many builders some whom we worked with who, who did it on their own before talking to us because of urgency from, from ownership and uh, also from people that we do not work with uh, on the national level, that a lot of these folks winning in this type of a bid scenario do not oh, yeah. want to move forward when they're contacted. The last one was out of four, four homes released, three people who won said, no, thank you. And the last one wow. still hadn't signed off on an agreement last I checked. So... I don't understand one doing this in a pre-sale scenario because it adds more customer frustration for a longer period of time. Uh, And the builder has to deal with the customer while the home is being built. If a selection chosen isn't available, you have to get them to come back in and make a new selection. You you know, why not just build the home? But like essentially four days after they are notified of winning before you know if they're going to move forward or not. I I submit to the court (laughs) that... (laughs) These homes will will sell for less and and slower than almost any other process I could have devised. I sh- I submit that this is shenanigans. Um, and so, what's interesting, I think there's room to perceive whatever you want to perceive as a buyer. Like I think you have to pick the floor plan or the ele- right and mm-hmm. and the form, mm-hmm. and it makes you go like, oh well, uh, the, we're picking like the middle size floor plan. Like this is stupid. Like they're not going to pick us because what if? Like, what if Jackie picks the biggest floor plan and I'm picking the middle one? My offer's not as good as hers because they might make yeah. 100000 more. And her, like, this isn't fair. And so I think there's a lot of room for feelings on all of this, like this whole situation, which is where, like, I definitely agree with you, Kevin. Like, the farther out the home is, it's like, ooh. It's like, making a bad. complicated process extra confusing. If I, uh, like, I legit, for someone who doesn't yeah, understand. I would. My wife would not do this without, if, I mean, if you want to get more realtors involved in everything like this, this oh is screams like I need an agent to help me with this. Cause I'm not, For you sure. can't make this stuff up. So home site seven on the form, it just says the minimum bid is 165 grand and it cannot be. And then it lists out three different floor plans that you can't pick. Why can't, why are you listing but, just, but one? it doesn't tell you me. on the form uh, you're looking wow. at, you can't see what the price is of any of the ones you can pick. So you've got to have multiple windows open and do yeah, math on a piece of paper. Here, like it's, it's, it's just, it's which not goes like, idea. you have to pick your, I think it's like the, the process with a salesperson. You're like you'd pick what floor plans are you wanting? Like, and it'd all be this like cohesive thing at the same time. Like, well, it makes it fit your budget, like the home site. Yeah. Well that, and it's just like no. happening all at once. And it's a good experience. This is people, like, well, I don't know a floor plane. I don't know. Like, and people can't see me right now, and I really wish they could. I'm, I'm physically, I'm physically red. My hands are on my head. I'm shaking. Like, I'm just so uh, flabbergasted. Yeah, th- this may be the last podcast ever because I know we're not being super nice about this, and and people, you know, cranky Kevin at it again. But I, I, let's just play through this again. This is why I get so um, yeah. annoyed. It, it, the customers' pain. Plus the internal staff pain. Okay, so let's do a quick make-believe scenario. Uh, Jackie, you're the sales sales rep because you're Perfect. already stressed out and pissed. Okay, so that's that's where a lot of sales reps are right now. <laughs> you're already there, Sweet. so that that's you, okay. Andrew. Um, you're the marketer. Okay, I'm the well, owner of of this company. Sweet. Okay, and so I say, Andrew, how's that system? And you just pretend like everything's fine, Andrew. Because great, market, bro. It's yeah, it's great. It's okay, so <laughs> so how, <laughs> we got that form ready to go. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna yeah, sell I these homes. How, how many people are on that list, Andrew? Uh, four hundred. We'll sell. Okay, it. So, we'll sell them all. Oh yeah, I mean four hundred. We're only we're only releasing four homes. This should That's all be gone in an nuts. instant. Mm. Um, hey Jackie, all you got to do is marketing's got this all figured out. We're using SurveyMonkey. They're gonna send you the, the you pick out the best. 
you call them, you say, congratulations, it's yours, and then you write the contract. Sounds easy, right, Jackie? That's pretty easy. Uh, That's all you got to do. Just yeah, no, no, yeah. no problem. Money. Yeah, okay, money. so then 2%. Jackie goes and, and picks the winner on, on April 26th, and they have 24 hours to come in and then three days aside after that. So you've done all this four days later, Jackie, they decide not to buy with you. You think, no problem. I'm just going to go call person number two. Well, the mm -hmm. person number two knows that the deadline was April 26th. And so now you're calling them on April 30th saying, what are you going to say, Jackie? Yeah. Oh, you're, you're next in line. You're lucky number two. Right. Even if you don't say you're lucky number, yeah. lucky number two, the customer is going to say, um, I thought we already lost one. They might just be like, I thought we already lost. So we've moved on to another house because mm -hmm. no one talked to us in four days. Or maybe you already sent a message saying you lost. So, I mean, I just. And how do these people know that they're, I guess that's the gray areas. How do they know that they're number one? And how do they know that what the builder is doing is fair for the, you know, hundreds of people hypothetically on this interest I just list? Want to it's know so gray. When the, when the lawsuit arrives from a mm -hmm. disgruntled customer who's like, you won't tell me why I wasn't the highest and best. Yeah. I'm sure all the these mood, additional conversations the stars will align somewhere where it's not a good situation. Yeah. And it's just, I'm not, not wishing good. that upon this builder or anyone. No, that'd be awful. I'm just, that's that'd just humans are so, out there and they're going to do what humans do. Yeah. And I feel like we're so, okay. If we're, if we're in cranky Kevin world now, mm -hmm. what do we do? What are the right steps to take? I'm not now, I guess, but what, what would have been the right steps to take that if someone's looking at this and going, oh goodness, my builder wants to do this too. How do I save myself and my team? Like, what are, what do we recommend then? Do we have well, anything? We recommend you read the article that will be up by the time this is live, <laughs> <laughs> even though it hasn't been written yet in full and it was not planned to really be connected in this way. But I'll, I'll tell you a couple things quickly off the top of my head, and I can pull up the, the notes that I sent out to, to the whole team here as well. This should not be done. I, I don't understand the impetus. I think that's a word to, sure. to say that this has to be done on pre-sales because of what I already covered. So my experience from anyone that I've spoken with or watched is that inventory homes at almost any stage that go into an offer-based scenario, things are working out okay. Um, the other thing though is make it be an actual contract with an actual deposit as your offer. So if this builder that shall not be named wants to use the existing home market as their reference point, if you called up Sean Carpenter and said, I'd like to make an offer on that listing, Sean, uh, and he would say, great, Kevin. Here's a survey monkey link. Send, send it in. Mm -hmm. yeah, right. That's rude. That's, rude. <laughs> <laughs> say, That's terrible. You'd say, yeah, go ahead. Send that offer in. Uh, by the way, you do that on an official contract and with a check. Um, I can't just say, I'm thinking about making you an offer of 400 grand. We have a deal. He's going to say, no, we don't have a deal. Put on a paper and we'll take a look at that offer. So what we need to be optimizing for keeps hitting me and a lot of builders square in the face is we don't need to be optimizing for sales. We don't even have to optimize for margin um, at, because the market is helping us with both of those things. What we need to be optimizing for is consistency and transparency and reducing chaos. So this builder, by definition, I believe, has created a process that will only add to the chaotic nature of what's going on, both for the customer and the employee base. That is not what we should be doing right now. We should be adding certainty, consistency, and transparency. And one of the ways you do that, uh, people, uh, well, you can't do that. You're going to make people like write an offer on paper or use DocuSign or like, yeah, yes. they're motivated buyers. They will do that. They will overnight something. And that, the I think my argument has that that provides so much more comfort and trust when you're doing it that way versus like, this doesn't seem legit. Like, especially I think millennial Gen Z, whatever, like us and say like the 22 to like, yeah, it kind of feels 40s, like the Nairobi like, Prince real. who has a million dollars and just needs us to fill out a survey monkey link. <laughs> to there's big money. numbers on there and you're like, what? Like, this doesn't seem right. I don't know. This, this is, this is weird versus like, Oh, I've docu-signed lots of things before. I know it's legitimate. Da, 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 da. In fact, that you know, you could, they'd be like, I bought my last house with a DocuSign because I was over in this, whatever it may be. 
So then it's familiar. Um, yeah, use the real stuff. Okay, should we wrap up story time now? <laughs> sure. We have news. Okay. We so did it backwards. My last, uh, my last story time piece. Uh, oh. So that, that was, again, that's the end of the you're not that's getting funny. away with it segment. Um, because I just, just don't that's tell funny. the world that you've solved a problem that you haven't solved. Don't set the customer up for disappointment. Doing it for the clicks. It's like Amazon, like, we got drones that will deliver. Although, exactly. I still think that was brilliant because, like, the SEO benefit of that but they could do things like that because it's not an actual thing like this as yeah well they just said it's coming soon they didn't yeah they'll still be yeah. drones one day dropping you know yeah, they've yeah. done a few test, test lights okay so i went and visited uh the fantastic folks at tilson homes down in houston texas uh they build in almost the entire state now i think 147 different counties in the state they're an on-your-lot builder and one of one of the many things, and and both Don, the the head of marketing, and Eric, the head of sales and marketing, have um, been on the podcast before. You can go check out those episodes. Uh, both highly recommended. So there's there's a ton of great things that that I saw them doing and the team doing down there. But one of the things that struck me is their willingness to not dive too quickly towards technology as the answer. So there's a healthy, yes, we have a problem. Yes, we in theory believe that a software package or a tool or a process could help us with this, but they they were also okay using people in place of technology um, in order to cover the problem temporarily until the best tool or process presents itself. So it wasn't a knee-jerk, go buy a new ERP system because the current one isn't fulfilling our needs. It was a, we might need to have a team of four people to help us smooth this process out. And when you're doing a thousand on your lot homes a year, there's a lot of moving parts and, and, and they understand that rolling out any change is not going to be a snap your fingers, send out a, a, a PT, TPS report and everyone reads it and it's all, <laughs> and it's all done. So I, I keep coming back to this analogy of the, Chick-fil-A drive-through because it's interesting that still no one else has copied them. I don't know. Do either have either one of you been to a, a fast food place and yeah. they have a bunch of people standing outside? Where? Portillo's in Chicago. And there are okay. there's a well, few of them. Portillo's is a little Portillo's, bit special. Portillo's is another special, amazing <laughs> place. If anyone has ever it's had amazing. it, I'm sure I ship it to I, myself in Seattle constantly, but my, um, they have the my same process. Lindsay wants to go to Chicago just to get go there again. I'm yep. like, that's an expensive again, trip just for that. Like, what do you, amazing what do you food, mean? great customer service. You're in it. You know, you see this crazy line and you, you're like, no problem. They know how to handle people. They know how okay. to handle orders. Well, I'm excited that window. someone else is. But the is, normal places haven't, which no, should have come. I no guarantee you a McDonald's exec uh, is sitting in the room saying, we got the kiosks inside. Like, you can just walk in and touch some stuff. And Who goes inside McDonald's? That's right. Or, or we've got an app for that. Guess what? Chick-fil-A has an app too, but they still have people out there that can process and get them through. And so one of the things that they were talking about was, you know, hey, we're, we are outselling. We're, we're, the, the sales are amazing. Marketing's doing a great job. In fact, doing a great job of reeling things in appropriately. Online sales, fantastic. But the rest of the company is, is sputtering to keep up. And so while we can't just snap our fingers and create all these new systems... You know, Eric can, uh, in the 10 minutes before he starts working out in the morning, come up with the, the idea of let's just hire three or four people to do these different things that will temporarily both stop the bleeding with the customer experience, set, set construction up for success, get marketing the content they need. And within the next morning when they pick me up, Don has a three-page job description for this position that he thought of before he hit the gym. Don's a, Don's a machine. I, yeah, she, handwritten He's, too. Like she's not, it was like, okay. I would better read my handwritten so that's three pages. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was really cool to go down and see those guys. Um, and again, we'll have more stories to share, but I, I just can't, I'm super excited to continue this getting, getting out and about and, and apparently there are no new home builders in Maine. Um, I was informed there's too much granite for like any production builder. Like it's all custom, weird stuff. Pretty much custom, small numbers, but that's okay. I just pay the plane yeah, ticket. You still I'm go. We'll find one. Find someone. Maybe uh, Sean Van Dyke. He knows. He knows all those. Yeah. All those types of builders. 
All right. So an hour in or so, um, let's pick two news stories and let's get the heck out Ooh, of here. We could, I think we quickly just touched on Facebook. We don't have to talk about the details of it, but yeah. well, by the time this is live, Facebook, iOS 14. Oh, I'm talking over clicks. This is like, <laughs> this is real. This just in. Um, Facebook iOS 14 is here. The changes will be here. Let's see. This comes out a couple days yeah. ago. It's live. Hopefully had everything done. There's an article on the site, the exact how-to. There's like 25 screenshots or something. If you haven't done it by now, go there and find it. That's all you need to know. And then, yeah, I found this one of the Facebook groups that I'm in. Someone's like, who made this site? Like, which one of you did this? And it says, <laughs> we, I hate iOS14.com and they're terribly designed shirts. Like, there's there's no effort. It's it's funny. I'm sure they used print folder and has, print on demand service. It has service. Mario smashing a... <laughs> an iOS 14 device with a hammer. I'm pretty sure they're getting sued, but they even mentioned oh, like, yeah. we're pretty sure there's a cease and desist coming, but we don't care. The, what did it say? Yeah. We'll be uh, laughing all uh, the way to the bank, just like Tim Cook when he screws over the ad industry. Also, there's no way he finds this page and now we can't serve ads to him anyways. I just think it's hilarious. That's funny. And it's, and it said like, we decided to make an apparel line instead of getting our ad accounts ready for iOS 14. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Are you serious? So there's, again, there's, there's a two-step process here going on. There's this, there's the domain certification and all the setup there. That's just so that when this kicks into effect, a limited amount of data continues to get sent through if they allow that data to be sent through. Cappy or the conversion API is still the long way around. That's phase two. That's phase two. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that'd be fun. But I, we covered this last time, I believe that the two main audiences here are people who want you to, to redistribute your money, which by the way, Facebook ad spend overall from our perspective is down about 50% from last year. And that's a good thing because we don't need it. Um, so the impact is already going to be uh, smaller because the spend, but also we don't anticipate any extremely strange swings in results for builders. Mm-mm. Um, let's skip the NFT as a house. That's interesting, but, um, not as applicable. And we'll talk on Insta already. Yeah. We'll keep it in the show notes. Um, let's talk real quickly about this one and then we'll, we'll peace out. So yeah, the headline is from digiday.com. TikTok native publishers look to expand business on other platforms after building their audiences. And so the idea here essentially is, and this is the quote, um, it's very tough to pull an audience from one platform to another, Conforti said. To get people to watch on both, you need to do something different on each platform. Content may not translate perfectly. And this isn't a builder that we're talking about, but it, it did catch my eye because of the Simmons Homes viral posting, you know, millions of views on TikTok, tens of thousands of followers, and trying to move that over to Instagram. And the, the point here is that every piece of content isn't going to, to relate. You also just can't duplicate that content. Yeah. Not that that's a bad strategy overall to have some content. You might need to, to adjust it based upon the platform. But if you're trying to get people to move from one platform to another, like these folks are, you can't be like, hey, don't watch us on TikTok. Come watch us on YouTube where we post all the same stuff that we post on TikTok. There's no, there's, there's no impetus for them to, to want to change platforms. The other interesting thing is that it appears... Um, that the algorithm itself seems to punish uh, additional content that you put into the TikTok world that tries to, say, get people to come over to Instagram for a contest. Interesting. But the algorithm is saying, mm, if, if, this, if this seems to be taking people off platform, we don't want to do it. So I, I think what I get from this is the you cannot use the same content on both platforms. Like They're following you on TikTok for a reason. If you mm -hmm. want them to follow you on Instagram, I think one of the big the good strategies is Make sure you're findable. Is that a word? Make sure like your your handle should be the yeah. same. Discoverable. Your name should be pretty much the same thing. And then just like anything with organic, you have to give enough reason for them to follow you. And it's like if you forget that, it's like, well, that's the same thing. Like, why are they gonna do that? Like it's not, it's not, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. And again, Clubhouse, while it's it's not dead, um, it's just not as compelling. There was there was talk that that it you know, it was tried to be acquired by Twitter and by others. Um, Facebook is rolling out their own audio app uh, experience. Yeah, interesting. Uh, as well, both in terms of a clubhouse-like experience as well as just pushing out audio. 
Um, Spotify also just made a partnership with someone. Hmm. Let me check hmm. real quick. Kanye. No, I don't know. Partnership. <laughs> Jackie's laughing at me. It wasn't Kanye I'm West. Not to Shoot. But the, yeah, the audio room, it's like, yeah, their Facebook is mimicking uh, like Spotify and Clubhouse features on Facebook, which I'm cool with as long as it doesn't start like if I want to listen to some weird podcast that no one else, I don't want anyone else to know I'm listening to, which I don't like, don't put it out there. Like Andrew's listening to blah, blah, blah. That'd be creepy. Like I'm good. Yeah. So, um, Facebook and Spotify, Facebook plans to integrate the Spotify player, add podcasts oh, and audio messaging features oh, to the app. That's interesting. Cause Spotify getting the podcast on Spotify is weird. Like I was yeah, reading about that, that with the Joe Rogan, like transition, like metrics and all this stuff. And like, is it actually better? Is it not better? Like, didn't he it's lose really like hard six, to sell. He he lost like sixty percent of organic listeners from that move. I think it was quite a bit. And then, I, but yeah. then it's hard to tie in. Like everyone hated a studio. Everyone hates a studio. Like it was this change is hard for anything. And I think there was like a lot of change at one time, which was not. And you're not used to watching video on Spotify either. So no. already, like inherently, you felt like you were going to lose that. And then it was like surprise, we have the video too. We're like, wait, you're Spotify. I'm I watching think they, this. You know. This ties to the TikTok thing. Like switching platforms is a super risky thing. I think a lot of people for him, like YouTube is where they are so used to consuming. Yeah. But YouTube is that's so thing. often listened to in the background and not actively watched. Yep. I agree. So I then, it, it then it's, it's got optional video in that sense of like most people are just listening while they're doing other things, but it could be up in the corner or, you know, they glance at it now and then. It's in the corner. Yeah. And if you want to watch, you go like, oh, I want to see what that was like in that one moment. And then you go back to real life. Yeah. Okay. So this week's question of the week then needs to be about what percentage of the pictures in your marketing have you or your team taken yourself or something? Oh, love it. To that, that degree. We need like a multi-question. Do you plan to take more content on your own or something too? Mm, that's, that's probably in, in 2021 and beyond. Do you plan to have more self, self-created self yeah. content versus self working with content partners? Especially as like you're not spending as much time on ads, but now you're spending time making survey monkeys. So it's like, yes. All right. For published articles, blog posts, videos, and more, check out doconvert.com. It's also the best way to find out how to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and everywhere else we are online. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. See ya. See you, everyone. <laughs>